the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Oh, and yes! Touchdown! Did it get it? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Full Court Press. Jason Walker here. Eric Franson will be here. He's currently stepped out. He's taken a phone call. Something important. But we got a lot of important things to do, speaking of important stuff. We've got to talk Mountain West. There's actually a Mountain West conference game today, Air Force uh, traveling to Wyoming for one of the first Mountain West interconference matchups. We actually had... uh, one last week, I believe, Boise State playing against New Mexico. So we're getting some of the conference games started early, but we won't limit it to Air Force and Wyoming. I believe that game's happening today, actually. So it's not just this weekend, it's today. At about 6 o'clock, I believe, Andrew Peasley going up against Wyoming again. Had one of his better career games against Air Force last year as a member of Utah State. Now again, we'll... We'll get into that, and also a lot of Power 5 matchups uh, between or a lot of Mountain West teams going up against Power 5 schools. Got Colorado State against Washington State, Nevada at Iowa, San Diego State playing 14th-ranked Utah, Fresno State playing 7th-ranked USC. So we'll definitely spend some time getting to that. Get into that. A little early. We're just going to see how much I can stall for time before we get Eric back in here. Because I want to get him on on this discussion. But also, Region 11 football. We're in week two of Region 11. Got three big games um, in Region 11. Bear River traveling to Logan. You'll actually be able to hear yours truly, Jason Walker, uh, with Josh Anderson on the call on KVNU. We'll be calling that game. And... uh Thumbs or fingers crossed, not thumbs crossed. There will be a video stream that you can watch on CashValleyDaily.com. Streams of all the games and radio broadcasts will be available. Um, uh, the other game, Green Canyon at Mountain Crest. I believe that game will be simulcast on 103.9, and I'm spacing which station does Green Canyon. Okay, right here. They're on uh, one, 100.9. Light FM, so that will be broadcast. I believe uh, uh, Jake Ellis and John Olson will be on the call there, but they'll be simulcasting on both 103.9 and 100.9 Light FM. And then you've also got Skyview at Ridgeline. That'll be simulcast with Dave Simmons and uh, Nick Zollinger on the call. That'll be on 104.5 The Ranch. And also here on 106.9 FM and 1390 AM, the fan. So a lot going on. Uh, also, um, with Logan against Bear River, Bear River will have their own call. Clint Payne and Jardy Nelson on 104.9 The Ranch up in Bear River. So you'll be able to listen to all these games on you know, all the stations we got. Again, video streams on CashValleyDaily.com. You know, if, if you can't make the game, then 
You've got it here on on our, our video streams and radio stations. So a lot to get in. And also, there was NFL yesterday. We had the beginning of week two. Uh, the Chargers and Chiefs were playing each other. Um, uh, we'll get into the text line uh, in a second here. I believe we already had one text come through. Uh, if you want to chime in on the text line on any of these topics, NFL, Region 11, and also the Mountain West, even though Utah State isn't going to be part of the action this weekend in the Mountain West, um, you know they've got the bye week this week. Um, but if you want to chime in on any of those topics, you can text in at 435-339-0321. So any of the topics. We also have an interview that, uh, Eric France was able to do with Utah State head coach Blake Anderson. Uh, Anderson's had a, a busy week, obviously, with, you know, for one, trying to turn his football team around. That, I'm sure, has kept him very busy and maybe uh, given him a couple of uh, sleepless nights. Uh, he's also had to, to deal with some of the, the aftermath of his postgame comments, and we've had a lot to say, but Eric was able to I uh, have an interview with him earlier today. I was unfortunately not able to be part of that because I was busy doing other things. But Eric was on hand to have a quick chat with Blake Anderson. And so we'll play that uh, later in this show. So, hey, Eric, how you doing? I should turn on your mic and turn it up. There we go. Hello? Hello? Are you I'm there? there? I'm here. I'm hoping this is working. I've not been talking to, to air this whole time. <laughs> uh, Yeah. No, I I heard you talk about uh, or just mention the Blake Anderson interview. So yeah, that's coming up at five o'clock. Um, we wanted a chance to catch up with the coach, even though it was a bye week. Uh, plenty of things to discuss with the coach, and so uh, about um, a little more than fifteen minutes, about seventeen minutes of uh, just me and Coach Anderson, and I I kind of felt bad. It was kind of abrupt and short notice, so. Jason, you weren't able to be there uh, on with me, but um, I, I hope I hope you're able to listen to it and, and understand that I did the best that I could kind of addressing some of the issues that are going on. Yeah, I didn't really have any prep because we weren't sure. So we reached out. We wanted to talk to him. Um, but then we just ended up having short notice just with, I'm sure, how busy Anderson's been. It was just kind of last second, hey, can we do this now? I'm actually available right now. Can we do it right now? Yeah. Um. Yes, we will make it work. Yeah, and so that, that's that's the way the business can be sometimes. Just all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I'm available. Here, can we talk for 15 minutes? Yes. So pretty crazy. But yeah, like I said, we've got Region 11 football to talk about. We've got um, Mountain West football to talk about. And... We'll get all, we'll get well, all into that. Thursday night football. Um, yeah, that too. Got to it, react to Thursday It was an exciting game, but were you able to find it? Were you able to see it? And just generally, you know, how how did you think it, it – the, the game itself, we could talk about that, but also just the production value or having the game uh, really online only. And uh, for the game itself, I mean, it was an exciting game, really a game that Kansas City was lucky to win. There were several dropped interceptions. There was, uh, frankly, a, a bad coaching decision right before that pick six that happened late. 
Should have taken a minute to sub out the tight end. He was gassed. Then the play goes right to him, and he's just he's not in the right place to to get that, and he gets picked off. So I mean, there were a few little things that happened that Sandy or San Diego Chargers, the LA Chargers, shot themselves in a the foot. But I mean, in the end, you still have to give Kansas City credit for doing enough of what was necessary to get the win. And Mahomes you know, sling it around to a lot of different receivers, a lot of different guys. Um. Got to got to touch the ball for Kansas City. Yeah, and that's kind of the way the the Kansas City's offense is kind of expected to be now. There's even some who are saying the offense could be better without Tyree Kill, which is debatable. Based on the logic of, hey, now they can spread the ball around. They don't have to, you know, just throw it to Tyree Kill all the time. Which I debate the logic of that. But you still got Patrick Mahomes out there. That's why I mean I picked the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to take take a huge step back from Tyreek, but I think they've got enough. And this is one of those games that you know really good teams win. Like, do they deserve to win? Guess not, but they did. And that's what happens. Tom Brady's basically made a career off of winning games he probably shouldn't have. <laughs> yes. So very much so. Yes. To the point where to the point where some would call him the luckiest of all time, if they. Won't won't mention any names. He's the loat. Yeah. (laughs) He's not the goat. He's the loat. We won't get into the absurdity of that. (laughs) And I've seen other people who have made like 30, 40-minute long video essays of calling Tom Brady like just basically a lucky quarterback, which... Well, he's he's more than just that, yeah. But, yeah. That's a conversation for another day. But the the, watching the game, though, I give Amazon credit for... How they presented the game it had some nice production elements. There were a few times when I watched it that it kind of looked like it buffered down to a lower rate to keep it on. I don't know if that's because of all the people trying to log on to to, to watch it. Um, I think that it's a the the after show looks like it has some interesting elements with some of the people that are involved. They're not they're not refined, but I think it could be interesting going forward. So, um, game one in the books, Al, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet, I thought did a, a nice job. It's going to take them a little bit of time to gain a little more chemistry, but overall, I thought it was a pretty interesting game. How they produced it and put it together, and then the game itself was fun. And I understand how this, you know, Amazon, you know, rolling this out since they're kind of invading the NFL space. It's just it's an interesting talking point, especially bringing in the announcers. And suddenly, the last two or three years. The announcers have just become like way more important than I think they should be in terms of you know they're just paying them tons of money. So suddenly everyone's talking about oh who are the better announcers? Who's good at this? Who's good at that? I'm over here watching the games on mute because I can't stand announcers. <laughs> I can't stand most color commentators, especially in college. Maybe this comes from you know watching stadium and you know the Hawaii broadcasts and whatnot, and also whenever there's a national TV game trying to listen to the, you know, SEC commentators talk about Utah State. Like, I I can't stand announcers in so many cases. Like, in the Alabama game, the one guy was basically in love with the connection between Bryce Young and Steph Curry. 
Like oh, that was his that thing. Was, that was so annoying. Like find you a person who loves you as much as that person loved the connection. Like his, <laughs> he probably researched that for like five hours. Oh my gosh! And at one point he was breaking down. Like Bryce Young did a Steph Curry esque like Eurostep celebration type thing. He was playing that. They cut to a different play, like a replay or something like that. Something they had to go. I think it was the PAT. He was starting to break down that celebration. They cut away from it to go to something actually important. Then he cuts back to it so we can break it down even <laughs> more know. and draw on his little screen like it's, it's that kind of stuff well it's in, just, a, in a blowout game where it wasn't there's not even a lot blowout of at that point interesting though. stuff to discuss it was like his second touchdown of the well, day that's true it was pretty early on so it was like early and often it's like i get it when you're getting into the end of a blowout okay just do whatever i i'm not gonna blame any announcing crew for just kind of you know you know low effort in the second half of a blowout game. I, I won't, you know, not going to knock you for that. But there's a reason that I watch games on mute. And so when people are breaking down all this stuff about the studio shows, which I don't watch those anyway, when the game's over, I turn it off. You know, during halftime, I go get something to eat. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I don't watch this. St- You've you got a pretty high bar there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got to compete with my food. Yeah. <laughs> food wins. Basically. <laughs> or like I'll be on Twitter or on my phone or something. Like, I don't watch the pregame, the the halftime. I almost called it mid-game. And post-game. They should just call it mid-game. So you got pregame, mid-game, <laughs> post-game. That'd actually, that actually kind of work. Um, so, yeah, I, I know some people are a little more invested in announcers because they like to listen to some announcers. Um, I actually kind of liked listening to Tony Romo for a while because he was insightful and I learned things. Like if I can learn things from a color commentator, I'll listen. Right when they when they clairvoyant and call out where the play is going yeah. before it happens. That's that's fun. Yeah, and, and then he, explain why yeah, later. And so for me, it's more about just can you not be annoying? Or I'll just listen on mute. And then the only times I turn the sound on are when there's like a review. Or if there's a, something weird happened on the field and I don't know what's going on based off the visuals. So I turn it on. It usually involves the referees at some point. Because, you know, I can interpret signals and things like that. But when something weird happens, I have to listen to figure out, you know, what the call is. So I'll turn it on for a minute, then mute it again. But I'll tell you, one of the best things that ever happened during a broadcast I was watching. I think it was one of the Hawaii broadcasts, but like... The announcer's audio cut out. You could hear everything else, but the announcers were off. So I could hear field ambiance, whistles, referees, everything. And I was like, dude, I'd pay money for a broadcast like this. Well, somebody tried that. Um, oh, did they? Yeah. not. I thought, was it in an NFL game? I think it was a secondary broadcast. It wasn't the main. Or was it a college game? But somebody tried that and because people were... There was some scuttlebutt about let us just hear the game, and so they're like, "Okay," and it was weird. I yeah. mean, for some people, it might be kind of interesting, but over the course of the game, it just felt like awkward silence for a lot of the game. Yeah, so. it, it can be weird. Maybe I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't like it. And, and I'll admit, like, I think I would like it very much because I really enjoyed that. For it was like fifteen, like real time minutes. It didn't last an entire quarter, but like for fifteen, roughly real time minutes, I could just watch the game. Because that's the reason why I'll turn the sound back on is because I need to understand what's going on, and you know I could get that with just the sound of the of the ambiance. 
But I understand that that could never work commercially because there's only like 15 people like me in existence that have to watch <laughs> a, games on mute. It's a small group. And so you, you can't cater to something like that to me. So unfortunately, I will have to, I'll have to adjust my watching habits to uh, let the rest of you listen to your announcers like a bunch of plebs. <laughs> they don't meet your standards. No, they don't. It's difficult. No, you, but... And it's all right. I mean, there are different people, different crews that um, varying degrees of smugness or do they really add or enhance the broadcast? Do they enhance the game that I'm watching? And that's 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 tough. Right. Knowing when to get in, when to get out, when to lay out, just let the crowd noise, the music, whatever's going on. I mean, there's a lot of little nuance to it. It's more than just play happened. Throw happens from here to there, tackle, whatever. There's a lot more that goes into it, and timing is important too. So it's a it's a tricky business, and you're out of there where everybody can see you and everybody's going to judge you. So uh, you get to do that tonight, Jason. I know. I was just thinking, like, <laughs> this is a lot of smack I'm talking for someone sure. who literally does the thing I'm talking about. There's going to be some people who watch the Logan the broadcast. They'll just mute me just out of like, how do you like it, Jason? Yeah, I'm not going to listen to you. your own medicine. If you do that to me, I will not blame you. <laughs> One bit, I will not blame you because I would do that to myself. <laughs> don't even meet my own standards. No. Oh, I definitely don't. I'm not like I like I said I'm new at play by play. I am very sloppy at times. So I I'm learning, I'm trying. These guys I'm I'm talking smack on, they are better at play by play than I'll probably ever be. But again, I I have thoughts about play by play. Uh, well, if if you choose not to do, you know, watch the Logan game. There's a, a Mountain West showdown tonight that may be worth tuning into. CBS Sports Network, six o'clock. Really, as soon as we get off the air here, Air Force at Wyoming. And this, I don't, the spread is sixteen and a half for Air Force. Oh, did it move the half point? Yeah, it was sixteen. Yesterday. It was sixteen yesterday. That's right. It was part of our pick six. I uh, I just really don't know if Wyoming can hang with Air Force. Peasley is just he's he's been up and down. He had a, a solid game for them in their second game. He really struggled in their first. Um, he so and, and Air Force is just rolling right now. So kind of interesting. This early in the season, we already have a conference showdown in the. Uh, this will be Air Force. This will be their third game. And Wyoming, this will be their fourth because they participated in week zero. But um, it, it's it's really kind of an interesting schedule throughout the Mountain West this weekend. And it starts tonight on CBS Sports Network. Yeah, a lot of big matchups. You know, chances for maybe the Mountain West to upset some Power 5 teams. I've expressed my doubt that any of that will happen. But it's possible. I wouldn't be blown away if it happens. I'm just doubting it. But I mean, you mentioned you know, Air Force Wyoming probably not being able to keep up with Air Force, and I'm kind of right there with you. I think you know when we did the pick six. I think we both took the over on the point spread. You know, I, I think we're gonna, <laughs> I think they're gonna do just <laughs> fine unless Andrew Peasley just goes ham like he did last time he played Air Force. Well, that's true. I mean, he he's a running quarterback that can stretch plays and make things happen, and he played well last time he faced the Falcons and won the game for Utah State that uh, that Saturday last year. 
yeah, com- coming in for Bonner, who was kind of knocked out, knocked out of the game, just a minor game-ending injury for him. And Peasley comes in, goes 10 of 15, uh, had 195 yards and three passing touchdowns. Didn't have a ton of rushing yards, actually. I was, I was surprised he only had 29 rushing yards in that game. But he did a lot of damage throwing some deep balls and some making some big plays. So we'll see if he can do that with Wyoming. Uh, he doesn't uh, have the same weapons in mm. Wyoming as he did last year to work with against that Air Force defense. But True. maybe he can make something happen. He's the kind of quarterback, you know, when you're that dynamic rushing quarterback and you've got a pretty decent arm like Peasley does, it was kind of like Levi Williams. You just have those games sometimes, and it just happens. Peasley had one against New Mexico a few years back. You just have those games. But <laughs> it's a flash in the pan. <laughs> so, Hey, uh, we've got a couple of texts that have come through before we – Talk any more about Mountain West Conference football. Uh, 4781 texted in earlier. Uh, did you read this one previously? I did not read it on air. Okay. Uh, 4781 says, did you all see how Donovan Mitchell just tried to deflect any responsibility for how last season and the playoffs went? Saying that he didn't want Rudy traded and wanted to work things out. I call complete bullcrap. His actions on the court clearly speak louder than his empty words. Yeah, it's always tricky with the PR game, and especially with a guy like Donovan Mitchell who very much cares about his image. You know, the fact that he didn't publicly call for a trade even though he clearly wanted one. You know, publicly in air quotes, like through his agent and right. You know, all that, the, the way Kevin Durant was. Because um, I think they're not allowed, like, by league rules to, like, publicly ask for a trade. I think they'd get fined, I think is what the rules are. But, yeah, he's... I'd kind of call bullcrap, too, on some of this stuff. It could be true, but I just I have my doubts. Well, and he's reacting to the Danny Ainge comments that players were trying hard individually but didn't believe in each other. And, again, it's, I think you're right. He's trying to protect his image. But we all saw it. We saw the, the body language on the sideline. Um, we saw the numbers, how few times he passes to Rudy Gobert. So, yeah. Look, would he? Is there a chance that he may have said, "Hey, don't don't trade Rudy. Um, let's try to find some other way to make this work." Uh, that may have happened. I, I'm not going to necessarily call bullcrap on that, but it it was obvious that the chemistry on the team wasn't there and wasn't working and wasn't for a long time. Now, if if he was thinking that there should have been other moves to improve it. I don't know. He's, he didn't go into those details. But he's trying to make it sound like, oh, really, there's no beef between me and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that'll always be somewhat of an enduring mystery because it seemed like all the evidence pointed toward there being a rift between them. But they will never acknowledge it. Maybe if they do some you know, memoirs after they retire, maybe they'll mention it. But it's just like they play the PR game, and athletes... You know, especially like Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, where they're not like, you know, they don't put everything out there. They're kind of reserved, kind of like LeBron James is. You have some guys that are like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant will just say whatever. Yeah. But you have the more reserved athletes who are really trying to curate their PR image. They will say whatever it takes. And Donovan Mitchell, he is talking it up like Cleveland's the place he's always wanted to be. And, you know, it's full circle. I was a, I was a Cavs fan growing up, which there's evidence to suggest that. There is definitely evidence that he was he at least rooted for the Cavs. 
Probably more likely LeBron. Well, yeah. I mean, he went. He was there in person for LeBron's yeah. decision. It's probably more likely he was a LeBron fan and that just translated with the Cavs. But yeah, he's yeah. he's talking it up, loving Cleveland. You know, he did he did the same thing with Utah, and he could have been honest about both. But still, like, don't take too much at face value with a lot of what athletes say because, like I said, every athlete who's ever spurned a franchise and left talked about how much they loved the city and fans the day before they left. Yes. Metaphorically speaking. <laughs> Sometimes literally, but still. Anyway, we've got a lot more text, a lot more to talk about. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back in about three and a half minutes on 106.9 The Fan. There are some sales you just have to shop. This is one of those. It's the clearance sale at Lynn's Audio and Video. Lynn's popped up a tent in front of the store, and it's stuffed with all kinds of miscellaneous items, clearance pieces, last year's rental equipment and a few used pieces, portable sound systems, projectors, speakers, screens, TVs, even items like TV stands, speakers, and PA systems. Just a lot of really good deals, all limited to quantity on hand. 12 months no interest financing is available. The big clearance sale at Lynn's Audio and Video, 1655. North hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. Have you thought about your furnace lately? Of course not. It's hot outside. Now's a great time to start thinking about replacing it or having it serviced for fall and winter. Advanced Heating and Air will help you get some of the industry's best rebates on a new high-efficient York furnace installed in your home. Or one of Advanced Heating and Air's service professionals can service your furnace for the upcoming winter season. Call today, 752-7272, or schedule a free estimate at advancedheating-ac.com. York. Install confidence. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL, it's an AFC showdown in Baltimore as the Ravens host the Miami Dolphins. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldiger and me for all the action as two teams look to remain perfect in Week 2. Can the Dolphins' dynamic duo of Tua Tagovailoa and Tyreek Hill outduel the electric Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? It's the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker.
Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Jason Walker, Eric Franson. Big weekend coming up, although not that big because there's no Utah State football. But it's big in a lot of other ways. Got a lot of Region 11 matchups, some potentially pivotal games or kind of last chance games for some Region 11 teams if you know they want to turn things around for their season. Uh, and others trying to solidify their place at the top. Yeah, really interesting matchups across the board for Region 11 tonight. You've got uh, the the Battle of the Bears. you got the Grizzlies and the Bears, Logan and Bear River. And there's some history between those two teams who uh, used to be in 3A together. Um, they've been in the same classification or same region a, a lot of different times over the years. So there's some definitely some history between the two. Uh, Logan has been really kind of a... Um, a surprising team with how well they're playing uh, this year. Bear River, their new head coach, uh, they can score points, but they've struggled a little bit stopping opponents. So how much of that do they kind of fine-tuned and, and figured out? So um, could be a really interesting game tonight with a lot of points scored. And it will be at Logan High. Now, there yeah. were points of the week earlier that it looked like it was going to Skyview, but... Um, this morning we got the news that, no, they got enough done with the track that they're working on to make it safe, so they will hold the game tonight between Logan and Bear River at Logan High. So don't plan to go to Skyview because there will not be any football going on at Skyview. Go to Logan High to see the Bears and the Grizzlies. Yeah, I was I was texting with one of our other play-by-play guys. Like It was, uh, it was Clint because he's doing the Bear River part of that. And he was asking, like, am I going to have room to set up in Logan? And I was like, at this point, I still thought it was going to be at Skyview. He said, no, it's going to be at Skyview. And then immediately after texting him that, I checked my email, and there was an email with you, and you were talking with some of the Logan guys because they said they are going to hold it at Logan. I was like, well, dang it, I look like an idiot now. <laughs> Especially because Clinton had actually already heard that news before me. So he knew I didn't, even though he was asking me for – because I've kind of – that's one of my responsibilities here is trying to – you know, work things out, make sure everyone has space for these broadcasts. So I'm the one he was supposed to be turning to to make sure he had space, and I was behind the times. Well, and I I had seen something this morning, somebody saying, oh, it's going to be a Logan between Logan and Bear River. And I'm like, no, I, you know, it's, it's going to be at Skyview, actually. And then <laughs> I get a text from... From uh, actually the the head coach at Logan saying, "Will you please let people know that we will be at Logan?" I'm like, "Oh!" So I had to immediately go back to Twitter. Sorry, correction. And because uh, I had also sent, uh, I, I'd heard that we were having some issues at Skyview with space, and so their AD called me. He's actually, it's going to be at Logan. And then the Logan AD calls me, and yes, it's going to be at Logan. <laughs> so it was an interesting morning trying to coordinate a lot of this stuff. Yeah, it was. It was. It was nuts. So besides uh, all that, though. The game itself should be an interesting one. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. There's some interesting things. If you want to hear all that, we'll be on at about 6.45, so a couple hours from now almost. So a couple different ways to catch that broadcast. So for the Logan Grizzlies, if that's the team you're most interested in, Jason will be calling that with Josh Anderson on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. We'll be video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, but if you're more interested in the Bears... Uh, Why would you be? (laughs) Clint Payne and Jardine Nesson will be calling the play for for Bear River, and that'll be on 104.9 The Ranch and video streaming on Cash Valley Daily as well. So our friends in Box Elder County, 
Tremonton, Garland, all those areas that uh, follow the Bears, you have a way to watch the game tonight, even though they're not at home. And we'll have that uh, coverage for you on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, so a couple of different ways to watch that that one game, just from a, a few different perspectives uh, for that one tonight. Uh, another game that will be interesting, Ridgeline hosting Skyview tonight. Homecoming for Ridgeline. This Ridgeline team started out kind of you know struggling early on to find themselves, injuries, different players playing, playing different positions. But then they've kind of picked up some steam, doing enough to win some games on a little bit of a roll. But they've had some controversy this week at that school relating to the football team. Uh, Skyview had some expectations for their, their year this year that have not been met. So it, it could be a really interesting showdown in Millville later on tonight. Yeah, for me, this game is kind of more important for Skyview than it is Ridgeline. You know, Ridgeline may be distracted in that, you know, the news coming out this week of uh, of that kind of scandal, controversy, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, originally, they're number two in the RPI. Yeah. Maybe a bit of a surprise for a team that's three and two, but they've they've played some tough opponents. Um, so they're kind of trying to solidify their position to the top of region. They're uh, tied for first with Logan, or I guess technically tied with uh, Logan and Green Canyon since they're all 1-0. and oh. Right. But... Uh, Logan and Ridgeland both have three and two records. Um, Ridgeland, obviously, looking, they were one of the favorites going in. Our other two favorites, we had Green Canyon, Skyview, and Ridgeline kind of as our top three that were going to be vying for that top spot. Two of those teams are one and four. Skyview and Green Canyon, both one and four. Yeah, it's real surprising. Yeah. So for Skyview, this is kind of their last chance. So they lose last week to Logan. Their first loss to Logan in almost a decade. You know, 2013 was the last time I was looking up where I saw... Logan beat Skyview until last Friday, until a week ago. And so now Skyview at 1-4, 0-1 oh in region. If they don't turn things around this week against you, what's going to be probably their toughest region opponent, then that's pretty much their you know region 11 title hopes gone. And then they're going to be really struggling to get anything going before the playoffs to try and make any kind of run. But if they struggle, they'll end up facing the top team in, the re- in, the, in 4A and be out in week one. Yeah, not not an easy position for the Bobcats. Um, again, injuries have been a big issue for high school teams here in Region 11, some of their key, especially offensive contributors, uh, and how these teams kind of work around that to find other players or adjust the, the, uh, the game plan around it. That's uh, been part of the adjustment, part of the struggle. So that one... In, will be very interesting to see what happens between Ridgeline and Skyview. So that'll be on 104.5 The Ranch and uh, right here on The Fan at uh, with pregame at about 645. Dave Simmons and the Patriot, Nick Zollinger, on the play-by-play there. We'll also have it video streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. So uh, any of those Skyview fans who, who who won't be able to make it to the game or even those Ridgeline fans who want to watch it from afar or or not be there in person, uh, you have multiple ways of following along to see what uh, takes place between those two region opponents. Yeah, so the other game, the uh, interesting game, if you like 1920s-era NFL, then do I have the game for you? <laughs> because we have two of the, let's say, less potent offenses 
in the region facing off against each other. Mountain Crest and Green Canyon. Low scoring. Low scoring. <laughs> That's the term we're going to use. That's the term. Grinded out low scoring teams. Uh, Green Canyon, they were the lowest scoring team in 11-man football in Utah before last week. They had 19 points. Then they went and dropped a 40-piece on Bear River. 43-14 drubbing of the Bears. Really revived their offense. Gavin Christensen or Christiansen, I can't remember exactly how his name's pronounced. I know Craigie texted me. We, we were doing our player of the week, and Christensen won it. He texted me like exactly how to pronounce it. And no, I forgot. <laughs> no, so, you forgot. So it's worthless. I'm pretty sure it's Christensen, but I think it's spelled Christiansen. Yes. So I believe I've got that right. But he, he won our player of the week last week because he had 108 yards rushing, 188 yards of all-purpose yards, but four touchdowns. He scored more points almost he scored more points by himself than the entire team had scored the entire season. So a real breakout game for their offense last week. Maybe they can get it going. But Mountaincrest obviously they're struggling in offense themselves. They've been outscored seventy nine to six last three games. Oof. So we'll see how these offenses do. They've both got good pretty solid defenses. Uh Low-scoring offenses, as you said. So this could be a nice, you know, 10-7-6-3-3-0-2-0. Could be a low-scoring affair. But uh, a much-needed win for whomever wins. Now, regardless of which team wins, it's a, it, it'll be an important win for them because they've been hard to come by. So this is this is important for both squads. And how do they establish themselves and try to get get things rolling? Uh, Bear River, or excuse me, Green Canyon comes into this with a little bit more momentum after their big win at Bear River. Mountain Crest stinging after a loss to their rival Ridgeline, um, maybe trying to you know, reset the tone tonight. But that could be an interesting game for different reasons, yeah. as you've detailed. Yeah, definitely. Green Canyon trying to maintain what momentum they have that they gained with their first win of the season last week. Mountain Crest, they started the season looking good. My prediction that they could be maybe one of the biggest turnarounds of the season was looking great after two win, two, two games. Now three straight losses, as you mentioned, the latest one being 25-6 against Ridgeline. That always hurts, losing to your rival, not just losing, but losing, you know, lopsided scoreboard. And not being able to get much offense going. So they're trying to halt their own losing streak, whereas Green Canyon, they've halted their losing streak. Now if they flip it around, they go 2-0 and to start region? You know, that's a start. Yeah. That's something. It's a big, big movement for them, big, uh, momentum for them. So a couple different ways to watch this one or follow along as well. Uh, Mountain Crest, that'll be Jake Ellis and John Olson on the call. And so they'll be doing it for both teams on uh, 107.7 KLZX. Uh, it'll also be on 100.9 Light FM, and we'll have video on CashValleyDaily.com. So multiple ways to follow the action in Hiram type. Homecoming for Mountain Crest, homecoming for Ridgeline. So there'll be some extra festivities during halftime, but um, be fun to see how these uh, how all these games play out. And I don't want to leave a couple others. Uh, behind and talking about other games to of note going on this weekend. Box Elders at home. They're hosting Viewmont. Box Elders four and one on the year. Uh Viewmont's three and two, so that game in Brigham City. Um Rich playing their uh 
they're now into the midst of their season that's all Wyoming schools right now. So they're at Kemmerer today. Uh, Preston is hosting Burley tonight at 7 o'clock. West Side is off. They have a bye week. So their winning streak is uh, still intact. Uh, and They'll probably win the bye week, too. Sometimes. They probably will. Just add a 36th win. Uh, Malad's at West Jefferson, and Bear Lake is at Wendell. So those are the schools from our area who are in action tonight. All right, so real quick, we're going to get to some of these texts. They've been sitting on the burner for a little while. We'll get to those. Then we'll take a break uh, real quick. Uh, this one all the way back from earlier in the show, right as you were coming in, uh, 9315. says, that's how Eric rolls to – that's how Eric rolls. Too big for his britches after two in a row pick six. Interview a national star and amazing person, Blake, without Jason. <laughs> yeah, you are getting too big for your britches. I will handle this myself. Fine. <laughs> I'll do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 4086 giving me some advice on play-by-play. Says Jason, at least say the score once in a while tonight. There are some announcers that don't mention the score at all. That's one thing I've tried to keep in mind is the score and the time. I do that a lot. Maybe almost too much. No, you can never do it too much. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, when you introduce video, some people think, well, it's there. And you can see it. Well, there is a radio component, too. People don't see it. And, uh, and they don't always turn on their radios or, or turn on the uh, the video as soon as you open your mic and leave it open the entire time until you turn it off. They're coming and going all the time. Yeah, that's tricky. And doing video and radio simultaneously is really hard because you don't want to talk too much on TV or, you know, broadcast, uh, video broadcast, but you have to talk constantly on radio broadcast because you're trying to feed them that information. Right. I know there's one certain announcer of a local professional team. I won't call anyone out, but he doesn't say the score enough. (laughs) Uh, 2305, I wish the color commentator wouldn't feel like he has to fill every second of game time during the broadcast. Yeah, that's that happens. They try and do the radio, you know, the radio version. But sometimes you just let it be. Oh, I guess there was an earlier text, too. I, uh, I find myself doing that with the current Aggie broadcast crew. Seem like I want to turn it off, just don't care how they deliver the game. It's just kind of elementary how they talk about it. Just me. Yeah, that happens a lot where, like, they, they're – not adding any insight, or they don't know what's going on. Like, I'll know what's going on, and they don't. And it's like, you should know. You're supposed to be smarter than me. Now, that's their role, is to be smarter than the broadcaster, or at least, you know, be able to come off as smart enough. Fill in the gaps. Tell us why things just happened yeah. the way and, they did. And so often they don't know what's going on. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break. But first, got to talk about Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Uh, we're getting away from the hot weather. Um, it's It's been a lot cooler, especially the last few days. But as we get into the cold weather, and when we have a few more you know, heat waves, maybe we'll have another. Uh, just remember, you know that heat or cold can be brutal on your vehicle. So take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change, across from Angie's. They have Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your vehicle, and it'll get you back on the road fast, or make sure you don't have to get off the road in the first place. Anyway, we'll be back in just a few minutes. We'll talk a little bit. Probably touch on some of those Mountain West games, some potential upsets. Um, So we'll get to that in just a few minutes here on 106.9 The Fan. It's time for the big hunt. But what do you do after you bag your trophy game? 
This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have several freezers in stock for you to store your big game harvest, including a Frigidaire 20 cubic foot upright freezer in white for only $9.89. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales, west on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. The people have spoken. Steel-coated epoxy floors of Cache Valley has been voted gold medal winner for 2022 Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row. Known for their extremely durable floor coating systems, they can completely transform your concrete. Garages and shops, porches and patios, they coat it all. With over 25 years of operation, steel-coated epoxy floors is Cache Valley's premier coating professionals. Contact Steel Coated Floors of Cache Valley today. Find them online at steelcoatedfloors.com. Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advance Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the fireplace retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advanced Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, Advanced Fireplace and Stove. This is an announcement for all you men in Cache Valley who like music and enjoy singing. The Cache Valley Men's Chorus, formerly the Imperial Glee Club, is rolling out its fall season. They will be starting on Tuesday, September 20th at 7 p.m. They are excited to introduce their new director, Jerry Vanderdose, a music educator for 38 years and a recipient of the Colorado Music Teacher of the Year. Join us Tuesdays at 7 p.m. in the Meeting House at 1800 North 400 East in North Logan. For questions, call 752-7200. Hi, this is Tyler. Recently, my father passed away, and White Pine provided the funeral services for our family. They were friendly, thoughtful, and attentive to every detail. You know, it isn't often that a loved one passes away, so it was very important to my family that everything be handled just right. Because my dad was loved by so many people, we had a lot of family and friends that traveled from out of town. I really appreciate how White Pine Funeral Services made sure everyone was comfortable and that the focus was where it needed to be, on my dad and my family. They really took care of us during this tender time. We may be thousands of miles apart, but we can still connect. And when we do, we make things better. At Child Fund, we connect children all around the world with what they need to grow up healthy, educated, and safe. Together, we co-create connections that help millions of children who live in poverty worldwide, and their families, and their communities, and you. Join us. Together, we can make the world a better place. Two small worlds at a time. Visit childfund.org to learn more. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. When you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. When you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa stores, they not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need other work done, they can recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASE Certified Technicians. Napa Auto, Napa Auto Parts, obviously sponsoring the Dan Patrick Above the Noise that you'll hear towards the top of the hour. Um, but anyway, got to touch on a little bit of Mountain West stuff really quick here. Um, I believe four Mountain West teams playing P5 teams this week. Uh, so you've got um, Colorado State at Washington State, three o'clock on Pac-12 Network. If you can find it, uh, 
Nevada at Iowa, 5.30 on the Big Ten Network. San Diego State at number 14, Utah, 8 o'clock on ESPN2. And Fresno State at number 7, USC, 8.30 Saturday night on Fox. So if you had to take one of those four games, you had to pick an upset. We'll call all these, I think they're all, you know, underdogs in these games. Yes. Who would you bet on to win one of these games? Interestingly enough, Fresno State has the closest spread, but they're going up against the highest ranked team in number seven, USC. Um, I don't know. The, the most likely chance, oh, maybe I give it to Fresno State as the most likely of, of all of them. San Diego State has been really inconclusive in my mind. Utah, I think, will have a re- revenge on their mind. Still to uh, you know, their first game against a Division One opponent since they lost at Florida. Um, Nevada just lost to an FCS program. Iowa has had an embarrassing start themselves, and they're looking to get back on track. Colorado State, they should be better, but they're not. Washington State's better than I thought they'd be. I don't know. So I'd probably say Fresno State may be most likely, but if I were to give a, a an alternative, maybe the Rams with Colorado State at Washington State. See, I think Washington State, they're decent because they played number 19 Wisconsin, at least at the time, number 19 Wisconsin, to a 17-14 game. Right. Of course, they, they also played Idaho to a 24-17 game. So maybe close games are just in their nature, <laughs> Washington State. But honestly, if there were two that I'd think the most and I'd just kind of pick between them, it's Fresno State or San Diego State, despite the fact they're both playing ranked teams. Because San Diego State, they've got a good rushing attack, and Utah's struggled a bit against the run. And then USC, they've kind of played some cake teams early on. You know, Stanford's not doing so hot, and they played Rice. And if Fresno State can get their offense, you know, their passing game really rolling, this could be a shootout, and anything can happen in a shootout. True. So Right. In the Fresno, you know, USC thing, that's an in-state game. Those Fresno fans will travel. Um, could be an interesting atmosphere in the Coliseum. All right, so we're going to take one more quick break. Uh, before we get to the top of the hour, and we'll talk. We'll read a couple more texts, then we'll finish off our talk on the Mountain West. We'll be back on 106.9 The Fan. This year's Grand Latino Festival is Saturday, September 17th on Center Street in Logan. All are invited to celebrate the Latin culture with delicious food, lively music, dancing in the streets, and cultural performances. Festivities get underway at 4 p.m. with a parade of flags and authentic Latin dress. Then work off the calories to everyone's favorite dance-based workout, Zumba. This year's Latino Festival is presented by Gosner Foods, where you can earn between $15 and $20 an hour, quarterly bonuses, and free health insurance. Members First Credit Union, our name says it all. Thermo Fisher Scientific, Thermo Fisher is hiring. Join their team today. iFit, a global company committed to diversity and inclusion, welcomes everyone to the Latino Festival. Bring your family, your friends, and especially your appetite to the Grand Latino Festival, Saturday, September 17th, starting at 4 p.m. on Logan Center Street. 
Life is hard, so making sure you find that perfect woman is important. You need someone that will be by your side through the good and the bad. Once you have found her, show her that she is special with a beautiful diamond ring from Jerex. Yes, it is all about the romance. At Jerex, you won't find a more intimate setting. Where you purchase the ring might not be as important as who you choose to marry, but it's pretty close. Jerex, find jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jerex. You can't beat fall in Utah. The weather is perfect for a getaway. Get out and drive a new Murdoch Hyundai with up to $500 off any new Hyundai. And every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty, and owner's assurance. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, Linden, and Murray or online at MurdochHyundai.com. Call 866-628-3065 or see dealer for complete details. Offer expires 10-1-22. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Have a car that's stuck and won't start? Call Grantham Mobile Automotive. Their mobile auto repair service will get you up and running in no time. Call 435 435- Two two nine four three four five. So a couple of texts on our Full Court Press text line. Uh, you can chime in at 435-339-0321. Uh, 6543 says, How does the contract with the current stations that broadcast the Aggie games expire? Any chance of that being changed? Uh, Eric, I believe you'll be the expert on that. Uh, I don't know that I am the expert on that. But well, you're, you're more of an expert than me. I've been here for, what, three months? I don't know the terms... Uh, exactly, but it's going to be a few more years. A few more years, then we'll try and put the bid in. Hope, hopefully, we can get the. As long as we get an opportunity. Yeah, that's that's always the trick because they that's get all exclusive. We'd ask for is an opportunity. They get exclusive renegotiation rights usually with those kind of things. So, depends if Salt Lake thinks it's worth it. They never talk about the Aggies anyway. <laughs> so it's kind of weird that the flagship Aggie station is in a place where they never talk about the Aggies. Hmm. Really weird how that works. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> Two three zero five. Um, <laughs> to that same point, it's very unfortunate that we don't have a local sports broadcaster in Logan that follows and talks about the Aggies and who was on the air during the game. We all miss Al, but nothing ever seems to happen. We just put up with it. There's anything we can do. Um, well, I mean, we're here every week. Talking about the Aggies, yeah, we're just, here in the valley, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it'll do a really hard job, you know, as far as getting Al on the pre and post game, you know, because that's a big thing. It's like it's where the locals are coming to, you know, talk about the Aggies on game day, because obviously we're not on air during game day unless they play on a Thursday or Friday or whatever. Yeah. So um, all I could say is, there anything that we could do or you could do? I mean, really, petition Noel Cockett at this point. Yeah. She would, you know, go to the top. Don't, uh, don't at the Twitter account on Twitter because that's not actually Noel Cockett. No. <laughs> There's like a burner that, like, they, they acknowledge it's not her. It's a funny story, that Twitter funny. account. 9315. To be fair, we talk about BYU, but only when we play them. Yeah. Yeah. It's only, we, we would talk about the Utes if they ever played the Aggies. Yeah. Do you, you read 2305's, uh, 
Viva Latino Festival. Ah, Viva Latino. Yes. That'll be fun tomorrow. Looking Isn't, forward to that. She's supposed to be Viva La Latino, or I don't know how that, if, I don't know how language would work, but because it's Viva, it's long live or something like that. Do you have to add a, an article in there? Um, I don't. You speak Spanish, right? I don't. Uh, I can order off of a Mexican menu, and that's about it. <laughs> I can I can butcher Spanish pronunciation. That's about all I can do. <laughs> uh, hey, coming up in uh, not too long, less than 10 minutes, an interview with Blake Anderson. What's this team doing during the bye week and dealing with all other issues off the field? That's coming up next hour. Stick around here on the Full Court Press. Uh, I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Kansas City Chiefs caught a lot of heat this offseason after the team decided to move on from Tyreek Hill. Kansas City has been heavily reliant on this receiver's big playability for years, but the team opted to pursue depth rather than star power. The team will miss Hill's speed, but when you look at what the Chiefs have done so far, it's hard to argue with their decision. Kansas City put a beat down on the Cardinals in Week 1. Last night, the team came away with an impressive win over a Super Bowl-caliber Chargers roster. Eight different receivers caught a pass in last night's victory, and the team had plenty of production from their new rookie class. That included a 99-yard pick six from a seventh-round draft pick, Jalen Watson. That helped seal the victory. Having star power is no doubt an advantage, but when you look at the hot start the Chiefs have begun this season with, Kansas City is proof that although having all-pro talent is nice, sometimes having elite depth can be just as important. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.